0: Hello and welcome to Inspired Leadership with Dr. Scott Vincigera. With me today on Inspired Leadership is my friend, colleague, uh, mentor in many respects too, uh, my friend Jim DiAgostino, who is the CEO and Center Director of TDO here in Central New York. Jim, welcome.
1: Glad to be here and appreciate the mentor.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the uh, You know, one of the cool things about being a mentor um, whether it's a formalized relationship or an informal peer mentorship is something that is really undervalued in my opinion, because we can always learn from somebody. Mm -hmm. And if you can just open yourself up, whether it's your heart or your head or just your ideas, your mindset towards cheapers, you know, I could learn something. I can always learn something from somebody. Yeah. You know, the the opportunity to grow and be a mentor is available. So I appreciate your time today. I know you're super busy, Absolutely. and there's a lot going on. There's a big swirl always happening here. I can, you can feel it. So uh, tell me a little bit and tell our audience. Uh, you know, give us an overview of the role that you play uh, within your organization and what your organization actually does for all of us in the Central New York community.
1: Sure. So. Um, again, you know, I'm the CEO and center director for TDO. In addition to, you know, those overall managerial, um, responsibilities, I also do a lot of field work and consulting as well. So what we do, um, TDO is a nonprofit consulting and training organization. Uh, we're based here in Liverpool, um our mission is to help manufacturers and, and, you know, there are a lot of ways to help manufacturers. Um, we are all degreed engineers. We're a small team. Um, but we're all degreed engineers. We do a lot of technical training, technical consulting, product development, design type things. Right. Um, but for all of those manufacturing needs that don't necessarily fall within that, that, technical uh, spectrum that I described for my team, we connect with folks like yourself. <laughs> right. So that's how we met. Right. And, exactly. Yeah. 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 So for, for a lot of the softer skills, um, I hesitate to call them soft skills because they're still hard to learn. Right. But for, for a lot of those softer skills, you know, leadership development type offerings, obviously, as you know, firsthand, um, you know, we work with a lot of regional partners here to help um, those manufacturers. So so really, we exist to help manufacturers. We get uh, funding from the federal government and from uh, partially from New York State as well. Um, and again, our funding is tied to how many manufacturers were able to help retain jobs, create new jobs, wow. uh, implement cost savings, make investments. Mm-hmm. Um, all of those those quantifiable, you know, measurable impacts there, um, we actually get a report card from the federal government on how well we do in each of those areas. And so um, you know we we like to tell folks, that, you know, it's an easy sales pitch, but we tell folks that you know we have we have a different kind of consulting model than a lot of others. Um, we absolutely have skin in the game. you know, if we don't deliver, and again, that's just not you know directly deliver. But you know, if if our partners and the folks that we bring in to help with these projects, if they don't deliver, then the the impacts are going to reflect that. So right. um, so yeah, we we really have um, you know a lot of good um, shared skin in the game for all of our engagements.
0: Right, and that's so important for the client to say you know this isn't just a one off type thing. This is the development of a relationship that turns into yeah. a partnership where you're walking along that path you know concurrently Absolutely. and it does provide uh, hopefully for the folks out there it does provide a diminished sense of anxiety mm-hmm. of you know it, it, you make an investment with mm-hmm. an individual or a group and you hope that that investment not just pays itself off but that you get the added value on the back end Absolutely. so um good for you guys so as your organization has made its way you know the, we're still talking about this darn thing called the pandemic, but as you guys have made your way through this, and you've gotten to the other side, what have you actually
1: learned? Yeah, you know, that's a good question. Um, and I think they're calling it a triple demic now. Oh, I said, so, okay. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, the big thing that we all had to learn, not just TDO was, you know, how to how to communicate how to navigate, you know, from a technology perspective, you know, how to how to you know, effectively communicate across numerous technological platforms, right? Um, we had to invest heavily here at TDO, with, you know, a lot of the the virtual platforms, mm-hmm. we had to beef up our classroom so that, you know, we were able to do a lot more virtually. Uh, but you know, really, the the nature of our business is and always will be our ability to connect, you know, on site in person to do the stuff that we do um, you know there's only so much you can do virtually so mm-hmm. um, you know we we uh, again though learned a lot you know just from communication standpoint um you know we learned the empo- importance and, and we're still learning the importance of having um you know holistic um, employee retention and attraction programs. We hear it from every client we work with, right? Everyone's desperate for help. So we're, you know, we're still um, doing everything we can in those areas um, to help, but also connecting with with partners like yourself to help develop some of those programs that, um, you know, will help folks retain and also attract talent there. Um, But Yeah, I mean, I'd like to think we're on the other side of the, or on the (laughs) the downside, right? This pandemic, but uh, yeah, you know, we, uh, you know, we we definitely learned a lot. I think about ourselves too, and our ability to, you know, our flexibility, our ability to respond to all sorts of different challenging um, conditions, mandates, Mm -hmm. you know, the unknown, right. So um, I think, you know, we learned a lot about our inner strength, too. <laughs> right.
0: You discovered you did have a superpower. Yeah. You know,
1: perseverance. Perseverance, sure. right? Yeah.
0: So how have those lessons then maybe have opened some doors for you or maybe created new ways of looking at things, yeah. creating solutions for your clients?
1: Yeah. So I think they absolutely have opened up, you know, new doors. We've um, connected with a lot of partners and um, and. Uh, we've been able to grow a lot of our relationships um, because of you know the pandemic challenges and needs um and um you know i think just overall um it's it's really changed the way a lot of people not just us look at the landscape right now and um you know there's there's you know certainly a resiliency um aspect as well that um you know is has you know really uh shaped a lot of us right um but um you know i really think that you know as we look back on the last few years um you know companies and not just us but companies uh um you know are, are really uh thinking about in ways to you know be more flexible be more responsive um, again, not just us, but we've absolutely had to do the same thing. You know, how can we pivot? How can we yeah. um, be nimble? Be nimble. Exactly. That's a good verb. Yeah. yeah. Good adjective. yep. The, um, all right. So let's
0: take a look, at a little deeper dive with regard to manufacturing today. So when you look at the landscape of advanced manufacturing today, what skills from the leadership context are absolutely needed for a leader to just have a chance at being successful in that space of leadership?
1: yeah that's no, a great question and i think in a lot of ways you know a lot of those those future needs i think they look a lot like what you know they haven't really changed so much they look a lot like you know what we we've, we've grown accustomed to um but there certainly are some things that you know have changed i think you know, communication, you know, we've been talking about communication for right since so we could talk. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And, um, you know, communication is always going to be one of those. But, you know, I think even more so when you think about the pandemic and all the challenges, um, you know, the the new landscape, you know, our ability to to quickly, clearly, effectively communicate as leaders, I think, um, is absolutely under, you know, even more of a microscope, mm-hmm. you know, now with this new landscape, um, you mentioned, you know, nimble, nimbleness, you know, flexibility, adaptability, mm-hmm. you know, I think it, with, with the changing dynamic and conditions, um, that we all lived with the last few years and that we're going to continue to live with as we come out on the other end, right. A lot of shifting conditions um leaders good leaders are you're gonna have to be um even more flexible i think than than Mm -hmm. we've been there
0: and Um, how important then is it for a leader i mean if i'm a leader listening to this podcast right now and i'm in that manufacturing space and i've got you know five or six years under the belt maybe a little bit more what is it that i need to have my finger on the pulse of so that i don't lose touch with the people around me you know you mentioned the different types of communication styles um the frequency with which i might have to check in yeah the uh tempo with which that has to happen um the clarity that i have to provide you know there's there's a whole host of other things that go with the communication that i think we haven't done as always great of a job paying attention to and saying you know this is where something got sideways mm-hmm. this is where if i put a little bit of effort into this it probably wouldn't have gotten sideways, yeah, you know so when you're when you're thinking about communication um, as being that quintessential tool, that instrument that you can rely upon, when it comes to what you've seen and what's out there, what are some nuggets you could offer people to to really you know make sure this doesn't happen?
1: yeah no i i, I it's a great question. Um, you know, I just think again, just you know in terms of little nuggets. Um, you know, uh, being as open as possible, transparent, that big transparency, uh, yeah, yeah. transparency is, has always been a big part of what we seek to do. What I try to do um, as a leader as well, transparent, um, honesty. Yeah. I mean, again, these are a lot of the core things that really haven't changed, but I think there's even more of a focus. Now you think about how, polarized the the landscape is right now too. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, being transparent, being, you know, having integrity, mm-hmm. um, that that honest approach, I think, even more so now it will is and will be uh, appreciated, you right. know, as as we continue to move forward here.
0: Right. And you know, from a generational perspective, there's some research out now that this most recent generation of folks coming online relative to employment, whether they are coming, you know, from a trade, uh, you know, skill set or from a college or university, their first employment opportunity. They want to know two things about their boss. Number one, how quickly do I have access to that individual? Mm -hmm. So that if I have a question or something, I can come to you. And number two, does that person possess the capacity to demonstrate empathy? Mm -hmm. And if, The answer to those two questions are, yeah, you can get in contact with me as you need me. And sure, I can understand if we've gotta have a conversation about you maybe taking a little bit extra time off or geez, you know, I'm sorry that that had happened to you. Let me sit with you and let's talk through that. That's how you're gonna help to retain people. Mm -hmm. That's not how our grandfathers learned to retain people. So the the leadership style, you know, let alone in the space of manufacturing, but that's not how our grandfathers did it. So knowing that, you know we've got to be able to you know go back to that agility piece the nimble piece and say okay if i'm intending to get different results on the back end of things and i've got a new population of folks to deal with you can't force people to adapt to you right you all the time you have to do the work and understand them right
1: right yeah and i think you know along with that nimbleness too you know the best leaders out there we know they have Creativity, the oh, yeah. vision. Right. So innovation. Know, innovation. You know, those are all elements, you know, again, that haven't necessarily changed, you know, over time. However, you know, they take on different meaning too. They're really, nuanced, they right? They really are, yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay, yeah. cool. Um,
0: what's something there's another another question I got. Here. What's something recently in your travels that you witnessed regarding leadership that made you pause?
1: Hmm. That's a good question. Um, you know, I think overall, you know, I've been fortunate in this role. Um, you know, I, we have, we have such a wide reach, the five County region, we connect with, you know, dozens and dozens of manufacturers. I think, you know, it's not necessarily surprising to me, um, so to speak. Um, but does cause me to pause from time to time. is just how many great leaders we do have in the area. Right. I mean, and, and, you know, they come in all shapes and sizes and you, you know, you have, you know, your Superman that, you know, we read about all the time, but we have so many humble leaders in, especially in the manufacturing space too, folks that you'd never even know, you know, you'd never, you'd bump into them at the supermarket, mm-hmm. and not even realize just how much of an incredible leader they were and how many people looked up to them just humble, humble leaders. So, you know, again, it's, we see it a lot, you know, I think in the manufacturing space, there's a lot of humility that you see. It just goes around at numerous levels, but on the leadership side, you know, we, you know, you open up the newspaper, you go to, you know, the internet and we have all sorts of brash personalities, you know, loud in your face. On the manufacturing side, you know, We have a lot of, especially locally, we have a lot of great, humble leaders there. And then, again, I appreciate it. And um, But it's one of those things that, you know, every now and then I do take pause and I'm like, God, that's awesome. It is. (laughs) It is. And
0: this is part of, I think, what makes Central New York, again, kind of a really unique and wonderful place to grow up and be and spend, raise a family, spend time here. Because we do have that blue-collar mindset mentality. You put your nose down, you go to work. I mean, uh, My parents, my grandparents, my family was fed based on Carrier Corporation, Mm -hmm. right? Um, So this was, you know, for so many of us that have been here in the community for a long time, this provided us an opportunity to see, you know, kind of leaders in action as, as, you know, the different industries and manufacturing evolved. What's something, um, again, your, your perspective, from the global things that are happening to some local perspectives, what is what is it that most folks don't know about advanced manufacturing
1: so i think a lot of folks um particularly those you know who aren't in the manufacturing space probably have no idea just how much manufacturing and even advanced manufacturing is literally happening happening right here under our our noses (laughs) under our noses i mean you drive up the road, any road, pick a road, drive up, you're going to go past probably a handful of quote unquote manufacturers who are doing incredible things. I mean, I won't name the company, but I was just in East Syracuse, uh, the other day and, you know, visiting this new company, literally hole in the wall place you'd probably driven by it a hundred times over and you walk inside and they're just doing these incredible advanced manufacturing things, scientists, engineers, but you'd have no idea, you know, you know, nobody outside of the manufacturing space, nobody would have, you know, even uh, the slightest idea of just how much manufacturing is happening and advanced manufacturing is happening right here in our backyard. I mean, that's the thing that, always impresses me. Um, You know, you'll read little snippets or see little nuggets here or there in the paper on the on the web. You know, somebody gets a grant, somebody has this great patent or whatever. But we have so many other folks that fly under the radar that are, Mm -hmm. you know, employing neighbors, you know, friends, whatnot, like manufacturing truly, you know, continues to be in our opinion, the lifeblood of this area. Yeah. I mean, you mentioned Carrier, we've got so many other longtime manufacturers that really developed this area. And, you know, whereas we might not have all of those big names that we used to have, we we have so many other folks that are, are in that small to midsize scale mm-hmm. that I mean, thousands of them here in central New York that, you know, most folks probably would have no idea. What,
0: Well, yeah. I mean, what distinguishes uh, manufacturing from advanced manufacturing? Like, how do you, how do you get that distinction?
1: Yeah. I mean, honestly, I think it's all advanced. I do. I mean, and I'm, I'm, again, biased, you know, engineering background. (laughs) Um, And I'm sure there are official designations for manufacturing versus advanced manufacturing. But I really feel like everything that our manufacturers are doing is advanced in some way, whether technology, machinery, equipment, um, you know, some of the the products that they're making would fall into that advanced space. But, you know, the folks that, you know, all of our folks here that we're working with are doing incredible things. Again, I'm biased, right? But I think it's all advanced.
0: <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah. Um, all right, so we've got a few minutes left. But as we press forward into this new year, what exciting projects or opportunities exist for for your organization?
1: Yeah, so, uh, the you know, the big one that obviously everybody's buzzing about, the big M. The big um, M. Micron. Yeah, um, man. And, you know, whereas Micron obviously, you know, isn't going to be breaking ground this year things are already happening. Things are already in the works, you know, that, that sub supplier or that supplier and sub supplier and sub sub supplier network is already building. We're already seeing investments, folks coming into the area because of the Micron announcement. We've got local companies that are beefing up, expanding in anticipation for Micron. So we have a ton of activity going on already. And, and, you know, Micron, probably not going to break ground for, what, another year plus, two years maybe, Mm -hmm. Um, but things are already happening, you know, along those lines there, so we couldn't be more excited about that, and, um, you know, again, you know, I mentioned earlier, we're small here at TDO, there's seven of us, you know, we, we have a realistic viewpoint, when we think about Micron, Micron is huge, they have global resources, right. they're not going to call on TDO to come in to fix something. But what Micron will do is create more of a demand with the folks that we're already working with, um, you know, they're going to have to improve, they're going to have to beef up, they're going to see, you know, greater, uh you know, business, you know, greater sales from that. Their, some of their folks, I mean, they're going to go to work for Micron, so right. the existing folks are going to need help becoming more productive, optimizing things, automating some of their, their production lines to fill some of those workforce voids. And so we're already gearing up. We're already working with a lot of our you know current client base to kind of, you know, get ready for this big tsunami, this good tsunami. It's the
0: best one, right? The, the, the best common. kind we could ask for. Exactly. Exactly.
1: <laughs> so, you know, it's going to create a lot of challenges, some good, some not so good for, for our existing folks. And so we're already ramping up activity. Um, you know, obviously, we'd love to be involved and in, in we do plan to be involved, like on the the programming and educational side. Helping some of our partners, um, folks like OCC and Syracuse mm-hmm. University, as they do and develop different programs for Micron to get ready, you know, for this big, you know, workforce training initiative. Um, but yeah, I mean, we we couldn't be more excited. This, you know, it's going to be incredible for for Central New York. Um, you know, I worked at New Process Gear years back, and you know, folks who've been around here know that New Process Gear is no longer in existence. Right. And, you know, new process gear with 4000 plus jobs. Um, you know, this, this micron project, you know, I always thought about new process gear as its own little city, its own little community, and micron is orders of magnitude larger than this. And I can't even wrap my head around <laughs> this. And I thought new process gear was, you know, this massive, massive thing. And it was it was At the time, yeah, Micron is just orders of magnitude greater. Gotcha. Well,
0: that is exciting. What intrigues you about leadership?
1: I guess just how many you know, how many different styles there are out there. Um, You know, yeah, we talked earlier about you know some of the the you know core um, building blocks of you know being a good leader, but there are a lot of different styles. lot of different shapes and sizes yeah. of leaders that are out there um uh i don't know i just you know uh, again when i walk into different manufacturers and you know i i have my finger on the pulse and i talk to the people and i see folks you know from all generations all different walks of life when i see that that great leadership um again i take pause but um know, it's also intriguing, you know, you try to understand, like, how did they, how did they become this? Yeah, how'd they get here? Yeah, how'd they get there? What's their story? And so that's one of the intriguing things that I like to understand is how they get to where they're at now. Like, I, I love that side of it as well. Like, you know, what, how did they become this inspirational leader?
0: Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. All right. So we're going to do a quick thing called the lightning round. If any of you uh, listeners out there follow Michael K and the show Center Stage, this is sort of, you know, copycatted right from that. So uh, what's going to happen here, Jim, is I'm just going to pop a couple of different uh, questions at you. And it's your first thing that comes to mind. Ready? So uh, your favorite late night snack.
1: So anything salty, any kind of chips. Okay. Yeah.
0: All right. Favorite movie of all time.
1: The Patriot,
0: the Patriot. Yeah. Okay. You got the day off. What are you going to do to fill your soul? Oh, that's an easy one. <laughs> I know the answer. You know, got to you know. Fishing,
1: <laughs> Fishing <laughs> with my, my little black lab partner. Right. Luna. <laughs> yep, Luna.
0: <laughs> okay. Um, we've got to go to lunch, right? So what's, I'm going to hop in your truck. What's on my, you turn it on. What's on the radio?
1: So it, it changes. By the season, sometimes by the day. Okay. Um, my wife says that, uh, you know, I uh, my musical tastes, you know, change from hour to hour. Um, I just, I love all music, but right now, uh, Linkin Park. Linkin Park, <laughs> Linkin okay. Park. Um, this one
0: is is a question that folks have asked before, but I, I still like it. Uh, three people you'd like to have dinner with, dead or alive?
1: Ooh, yeah, that's a good one. Um, I'd probably go with with lost loved ones. Um, You know, a lot of inspirational people in my life. Uh, My grandfather, my dad's father being one of them. Um, My buddy, Steve, uh, he introduced me to my wife, um, passed away way, way, way too early. Uh Um, And uh, probably my mom's mother, my grandmother, on mom's side there, um, just Three great people, inspirational people. Uh, it, you know different uh, parts of my life.
0: Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Um, one meal you'd have to have it was if it was your very last.
1: <laughs> so I'm a red meat kind okay. of guy. So probably a, a ribeye, uh, medium rare. Okay. Um, with uh, a good risotto. I'm thinking about Danielle steak. That's what now, I was thinking. So. Right.
0: Yeah. <laughs> So any of you listeners out there that want to take Jim out to dinner, he's you know take him over to their local their local steak joint. There you go. Um, all right, last one, and this again, this is copying right from uh, Michael K's Michael K show. If you're in a foxhole and you need one person to help you get out of it, who's in there?
1: All right, so I gotta I gotta name two people because both of them would be angry if I <laughs> if I didn't. Uh, my dad. Okay. Um, Best bud and uh, my wife too. Awesome. Either either or there. Like um, either one of them could uh, you know, they'd be they'd be of help in a foxhole. <laughs> awesome. Very cool.
0: Well, really quickly, what else would you like your listeners to know or our listeners to know about your organization, where they go to find out more about you and how you can you guys can support their work?
1: Yeah, so website is simple, www.tdo.org. Um great ways to get in touch with us numbers, emails, all that. Um, but I guess the one thing, and I, and I try to share this with everyone. Um, you know, when I, when I came to TDO, I had been a plant manager at a local, uh, manufacturer on the west side of Syracuse. And I didn't even know that TDO existed. Um, I had so many initiatives, so many things that I could have gotten funding for have gotten tdo's help with that i didn't even know tdo existed so um you know really if you're a manufacturer and you're spending any money whatsoever on you know training consulting even if you don't want to work with tdo reach out to us i can find some money for you
0: cool that is always a good thing Yep. all right well jim thanks again for your time your talent for what you contribute to our community i really do appreciate it and next time you're out fishing good luck
1: Heck yeah. Thanks, right. Scott. Okay. Thanks for having me.
0: You bet. Thank you. All right, folks, that wraps it up from another edition of Inspired Leadership. Take, thanks uh, for taking the time to listen and be sure to tune in once again.